0: Southern California, he is the man of a million voices. None other than your host, here he is, Homeboy 88. Welcome everybody to the Homeboy 88 podcast. I'm your host, Homeboy88, and you know we're doing it a little bit different today. Today we're doing it on a fucking high definition program, man. Audacity. So you know what? Thank you to the people on Audacity for making this shit free. And they're not paying me. I'm just saying, if you want to create a really great sounding podcast, use that shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh before I start, I need to say a couple of things. Uh my homeboy Spiro. You know what, man? Get better, brother. Uh, Unfortunately, he came down with the coronavirus and um, he's a little bit uh, messed up from it. So, anybody that says, you know what, I'm a fucking no masker and, you know, I don't believe in the coronavirus and I don't want to wear a mask when I go into the supermarket, you know what, go fuck yourself, man. This is the reason we're never going to get rid of it. But, Sorry about that. I just had to say that. And honestly, let's switch it to comedy because this is a comedy show. But before I do that, also, I want to say you know what? Subscribe to the Rational Rage Network on Podbean, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you find your podcast because it's a bad motherfucking network headed by my homeboy Spiro. And uh, we got Tim Gilby and we got Jimmy T D D D D D D J Mass Effects and the full fucking effect on that shit. And yours truly, homeboy 88. But um, I'm talking about masks. And uh, are we really just gonna wear masks for the rest of our lives? I mean, honestly, the saddest thing is that little kids are so used to this reality and shit that they wear the little mask like a piece of necessary clothing. Man, it's like. It should be like when you put a hat or a mask or sunglasses on a dog and shit, you know what I'm saying? And they shake that shit off, you know what I'm saying? And that's what a little kid should be doing. They shouldn't be fucking walking around like, oh, look, I'm, I'm so proud I'm wearing a mask. I don't even touch that shit. That's, that's crazy shit to me. Honestly. If that was me as a kid, at least I'd ask for a black mask and shit and get a black beanie and fucking become a ninja, you know what I'm saying? And Because in the early 80s, remember that was huge, the ninjas, right? And I used to just do it with a fucking sweater, I'd become a ninja, right? The top of the sweater where the head goes and tie the rest around the back of my head. Remember that shit? Or a red towel with a clothespin and now you're fucking ghetto superman you know what I'm saying listen man I had two older brothers that took off together and I was left alone with my imagination uh, which you know what gives me all this imagination to come up with crazy shit for you guys like fucking homeboy rogers the ghost of michael jackson the devil the halloween special uh all my crazy ass voices man i got crazy ass voices uh i i got blarney killa from fucking ireland oh it's blarney killa from ireland diddly day diddly day top of the morning to you oh i'm at the end of my rainbow with my pot of gold eat me fucking lucky charms oh blue diamonds purple horseshoes Listen, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? Uh, that's just the voice, you know what I'm saying? Come on. It's a leprechaun. For fuck's sake. Yeah, but anyways, uh, back to the coronavirus. I mean, shit is going away because of the coronavirus. I mean, Disneyland is closed. Theaters, for the most part, are closed. And you could forget fucking cruise ships. I mean, have you ever been on a cruise ship? I mean, me, my wife, and my kids took one to Ensenada, Mexico, and the reason I pushed the laugh button, I mean, because I'm from L.A., and fucking Ensenada's not that far away, but you know what? It was still a trip, and I'll tell you this, I think uh, we lost weight on that motherfucking cruise ship, you know what I'm saying, on the vacation, because of the food i mean the food is straight up uh cafeteria food slash like old las vegas strip buffet have you ever had that shit on the las vegas strip man not that good and uh i mean what are you gonna do on that cruise ship i didn't swim in that shitty little pool that they fucking had Filled with the craziest looking motherfuckers of all time. You know what I'm saying? One guy looked like he had a sweater. I mean, a sweater of hair. Uh, Chewbacca up in this motherfucker, right? You know what I'm saying? Jesus. And you got Baby Yoda. You got Baby Yoda walking around and shit. <laughs> A.K.A. a short-ass old man with the biggest fucking ears, bro. <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> star wars can't see me up in that motherfucker you know what i'm saying <laughs> but there are some good things you know on the cruise ship like the two things that were great were of course i'm gonna say this but the stand-up comedy right it was great the comic the comic was great man And uh, guess what? He ripped into that Chewbacca-looking motherfucker. Because I guess the comments walk around for material and shit, and he saw that guy at the fucking pool, and he just uh, ripped him a new one for like 10 minutes. I felt sorry for that motherfucker. The second thing that's great on a cruise ship, believe it or not, is the show. Um, We had an R&B Motown show where my wife was literally fucking forced okay to be a part of the show it's like a big seating of like 300 or 500 people i don't even fucking know i'll say 300 why exaggerate and my wife you know she looks like she's in her 20s she's listen i'm not bragging she's beautiful okay my wife and the people that meet her they always tell her this that you look young and she's pretty so as we go in they asked her could you be a part of the show my wife's like no i just want to watch the show she's a little shy right and so we sit down and uh they sit us down actually and they sit my wife down they know what they're doing these motherfuckers you know what i'm saying they sit my wife down at the end of the aisle and me on the other side okay i'm persona non-fucking grata but she declined and they said all right whatever Didn't fucking matter, because when the star of the show starts singing, I'm the first, I mean you're the first, the last, my everything. Bang, 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 whatever the fuck, right? He makes a beeline straight to my wife. He's singing, he's fucking sweating while he's singing, he's putting his all into it. He reaches out his hand to hers, What is she going to do? You know what I'm saying? She going to be a jerk? No, she's going to play along. He stands her up, sings to her, grabs her hand, and takes her to the stage, (laughs) bro. What the fuck? Listen, I thought it was awesome, and my wife still, you know, has great memories of that. And now coronavirus fucked it all up because a lot of people aren't gonna get that that cool experience that i got my wife got, my kids got to see and uh so coronavirus you know what go fuck yourself okay and uh the presidential elections that took a week and fucking made me get uh more gray hairs go fuck yourself too So, you know what? Watching the 2020 presidential elections, I've learned a couple of things, okay? One, our country looks like a fucked up Oreo cookie. Blueberry on the outside, raspberry in the fucking middle, okay? And actually, that sounds pretty fucking good. That sounds like a good cookie, you know what I'm saying? So, Oreo... Get on that shit, bro. I wanna I wanna eat that shit. And put the fucking electoral college on the on the fucking cover. Okay? And all these electoral uh states and shit. You know what? What the fuck, man? There's no north in South California. We got a big giant state. But there's a North in South Dakota? And the North in South Carolina, and they fucking get votes. What the fuck? Go fuck yourself. Anyways, merge that shit. But actually, that might be a bad idea if you, uh, you know, split California. Because, like I said, the state is so fucking huge that as you go north, the state turns into, you know, a music video of a fucking horror movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why I said music video, just a fucking horror film. But yeah, shit looks like the roads leading to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. No joke. Signs up there and shit. You know, past Napa Vala. Signs up there and shit filled with Bible quotes. Jesus saves and fucking houses that look like little house on the prairie and shit. Cows everywhere. So I take it back because... uh, that would definitely change the fucking oreo cookie and uh you know red and blue man red and blue just like the fucking crips and the bloods right and that's what it seems like it is now it seems like it's the fucking you know two rival gangs who hate each other and to the point that people are calling for a civil war some of them listen i'm good let's keep it the way it is you know what i'm saying and when i say you know let's keep it the way it is i mean like the oreo cooker like i keep fucking saying blueberry on the outside and raspberry in the middle i'll stay on the fucking west coast okay with all the beach towns and beautiful scenery and you guys can keep the fucking middle you know what i'm saying go ahead keep it i'll take the coastline any fucking day i'll take my southern california because you know what i love la and uh, speaking of la shout out to the los angeles dodgers world series champions i don't give a fuck if it was a short season and shout out to the fucking los angeles lakers wow what a great year for me and uh shout out to uh joe biden that's three for fucking three (laughs) Even though I didn't want that motherfucker, I just didn't want Trump. And I have my reasons for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go into it. But anyways. Anyways about that, you know? And, uh, well, Halloween is over. And coronavirus killed fucking trick-or-treating. You know what I'm saying? It ruined my favorite fucking holiday. And uh, I did two fucking Halloween shows. This is how you know it's my favorite holiday. Because I ain't going to do a fucking Thanksgiving show. And I ain't doing a Christmas show. Okay? And I ain't doing a fucking Easter Bunny show. (laughs) And uh, I was one of the only houses to put out candy. On a table, ladies and gentlemen, six feet away. Probably like fucking 12 feet away. And I put a sign take only one candy and i usually get around 500 kids no joke i live in a really nice uh, neighborhood but this year i only got 20 kids 20 kids with the parents with fucking balls of steel you know what i'm saying that's the 20 kids i like you know what i'm saying the parents man they had their kids are walking down the street fucking every fucking house no lights no lights in the goddamn houses mine had the lights on plus fucking spooky music plus tailored music where i'm talking in the devil voice say take only one candy motherfucker why i didn't say motherfucker And I had, like, you know, a jack-o'-lantern. I bought this cool uh, jack-o'-lantern guy with fucking uh, a bowl on his head. And that's where the candy went. And that was pretty cool. Uh, Thank you, fucking uh, store. I'm not going to give you a plug for that one. I got that after Halloween last year. And it was a bargain. And it's fucking cool. Yep. But oh, well i mean christmas is here anyways i mean jesus christ if you go to the fucking stores i'm not gonna do the whole fucking bit on that like every fucking comic does so we'll just leave it at that but you know what i'm starting to like christmas again i told you guys i deliver packages and christmas is a motherfucker okay i fucking get angry i'm overworked i'm fucking tired Christmas is a motherfucker, so much so that I got pissed off one year and I told the kid that basically I was fucking Santa Claus because I deliver presents on New Year's fucking Eve. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Jesus. And guess what, everybody? And now it's time for, you guessed it, Hip Hop 101, son. So in yard sales or for the birds, that episode of the Homeboy 88 podcast, I talked about my favorite rapper of all time, Tupac Amaro Shakur. So now, everybody, it's time to cover the yin to his yang The fucking Notorious B.I.G., everybody. So, Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. Frank White, was born May 21st, 1972. Like the song he says, 1970-something, 1970-something, 1970-something. You get the idea, you know what I'm saying? So, side note, do you guys know why he calls himself Frank White? Frank White was a drug lord in New York City and was played by Christopher Walken in the movie The King of New York. So he's basically, he's proclaiming himself uh, the King of New York. And Christopher Walken is close to Christopher Wallace, right? That's crazy. So, um, guess what? Uh, Biggie, he died at age 24. Can you believe that shit? i hadn't done shit by age 24 guys and this guy's a fucking hip-hop legend so i mean big props to you biggie smalls and uh born and raised in brooklyn new york he was an only child to D- jamaican immigrants Valletta wallace and his father selwyn george latour he grew up in bedford Stuyvesant, aka bed Stuy, which has been mentioned in many hip-hop songs you know what i'm saying and uh At age 12, Biggie started selling drugs, which he states in his albums and uh, interviews. But you know what? He started rapping uh, as a teenager and entertaining people on the streets and rapped with groups uh, called the Old Gold Brothers and the Techniques. For high school, he transferred to a school in downtown Brooklyn. And his fellow students, believe it or not, were DMX. Jay-Z and Buster Rhymes. Wow. Imagine that fucking talent show, guys. Jesus Christ. But he dropped out of high school at age 17. I think he says that in his songs, right? And just started slaying Kane full-time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, selling drugs. And he eventually got busted in North Carolina, dealing crack, and he spent nine months in jail. And I think that's at the beginning of Ready to Die... Where he's coming out of jail and he says, right, that he has big plans and he means his hip-hop career. Because I guess, you know, when he was rapping with those groups and maybe in jail he was writing and rhyming, the motherfucker knew he was good. And I'm going to show you how good uh, Biggie was. Because, boom, he makes a fucking demo called Microphone Murderer and he called himself Biggie Smalls. And he gets that name from a 1975 film called Let's Do It Again, referring to both his size and his weight. And that's why it's Biggie Smalls, you know, the guy and the, char- the, the character in the film. His demo was discovered by Mr. C, who he also mentions a lot, you know, at the beginning, Mr. C, Mr. C this, Mr. C that. It's dope, man. He doesn't forget his roots and uh, who, who bigged them up. As the Jamaicans say. Because he's Jamaican bro. And Mr. C. He was associated with Big Daddy Kane. And Juice Crew. So Mr. C. He had the demo. And started giving it to everybody man. Including the Source magazine. Which was the fucking hip hop magazine. I mean back in the days. If you got on the Source. You were the shit. So he did. The Source heard his. Uh. His demo and named him unsigned hype a lot of people are unsigned hype that are good like eminem or biggie i don't know if Nas was but uh that's a big deal so biggie was on his way uh sean puffy combs who you know is puff daddy right he here also heard the demo and saw his name in the source and at the time puffy was AR for uptown records and so he made a meeting with Biggie, met up with them, and he got him signed to Uptown Records. But, you know what? Puff Daddy gets fired from Uptown Records. They really don't know who Biggie is, the notorious B.I.G. So guess what? Uh, Puffy fucking signs him. He takes him from there, and they don't care. He's a new guy, and he starts what's now a multi, multi million dollar company, Bad Boy Records. Listen, we all know Biggie. In 94, he releases uh, Ready to Die, classic album. He instantly becomes one of the greats. Just like when Nas dropped Illmatic. I mean, two fucking classic albums, right? Uh, back in the days, like I've said it before with my homeboy Spiro, back in the days, hip-hop was on fire. And they, the internet wasn't fucking it up with all the illegal downloads. And these guys really wanted to go in and make classics, so... And let's skip ahead. In 1997, he dropped Life After Death. Which, in my opinion, is better than his first album. The first album's dope. It's fucking grimy. It's gritty. But to have your second album, your sophomore album, uh, better than the first one, it's very hard to do. Very few people have done it. I think The Game did it. With The Doctor's Advocate. I think it's better than uh, his first album. Um shit man i went blank but anyways it's the documentary what the fuck man one take jake one take jake but you know what let's get into his death everybody so who killed biggie why why they kill the notorious big and how well i'm gonna say this so i don't get sued or whatever again this is all legend okay i'm talking about this for me Living through it, the time of it, you know, documentaries. Look, I wasn't involved living through it, whatever the fuck, but, you know, I was older. I knew it, all this shit. I was in love with hip hop. So documentaries, movies, interviews, what makes sense. Um, in my opinion, this all this all came because, you know, he's associated with Sean Puffy Combs. And he's, Sean Puffy Cones, my opinion, allegedly, is one of the reasons that uh, Tupac got killed because allegedly he put a million dollar hit on Tupac's head after he did hit him up, after a bunch of shit that Tupac was saying and doing, and... You know, if you want to listen to that, go listen to Yard Sales for the Birds. I go into detail about that. So, allegedly, and in my opinion, that's what led to Tupac's death. Now, that opens up revenge. The revenge factor and payback. So, you kill the West Coast Don, and now the East Coast Don has to die. For some reason. Okay? For some fucking reason. And for some reason also, he still flies out to... L.A. does interviews and parties in L.A. And L.A. is filled with fucking gang members and crooked cops. And that can be paid to murder motherfuckers, to be honest with you. So apparently, after he attends the Soul Train Music Awards, where he was booed, um, he attends a party at the Peterson Automotive Museum after... 12.30 a.m., the fire department shut it down because there was too many people. It was overcrowded. So Biggie and his entourage leaving two GMC Suburbans back to his hotel. So Biggie's in one car, one GMC, and Puffy's in the other. Then a black Chevy Impala rolls up with an African-American man dressed in a blue suit and a bow tie, supposedly, and he rolls down his window and blasts Biggie four times with a nine fucking millimeter, man. And, you know, nobody wants to get shot. So what do you do if you're sitting? What's your instinct? You lift up your butt cheek or something to get away from the bullet. And I guess that's bad. And we'll get into that right now. Because at 1.15 a.m., he dies at Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. Because one of the bullets... Entered his right hip, like I was saying, you lift up, and hit his colon, his liver, his heart, his left lung, and stopped in his left shoulder. So it was like at a fucking angle, and horrible, horrible. And I think that's how Tupac died too, because you're trying to get away from it. And instead, maybe, I don't know, what if it just hits you in the shoulder, right? But you're leaning so far away from the bullet that it goes into your hip. And just rips through the fucking middle of your body. So. And let me make a correction right now. Uh, well not really a correction. correction, But. Two weeks after uh, Big, Biggie dies. Bad Boy releases Life After Death. Which. I don't know if that was the fucking. His first album was called Ready to Die. Maybe he was already on planet. Called Life After Death. But. Shit man. You release that Life After Death. After he dies, crazy shit. And I'm a, I'm a huge, huge hip-hop fan. Fuck the East Coast, West Coast shit. I love Biggie. I always did. And I'm going to say this. It's a shame. He only got to release two hip-hop classic. Horrible shame. And I can't even imagine what this guy was capable of, okay? He did two fucking albums. He was a great fucking lyricist. He had an awesome fucking flow. Like I said, my favorite rapper is Tupac. Biggie's up there in my top fucking five, probably. Like Eminem said, it goes Reggie, Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie. Andre from Malcast, Jada, Corrupt, Nas, and then me. Some of those I don't agree with. He didn't put Rakim in there. You got to put Rakim in there. Maybe KRS-One, but I'm old school, so... You know what? That's the uh, Hip Hop 101. And if you really want to watch something cool about this, watch uh, Unsolved, The Murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. I think it's on Netflix. It's a fucking show, a great show, with actors like uh, Josh Duhamel, Mark Rose, Bokeem Woodbine. Bokeem Woodbine, uh, you've seen that motherfucker. And you know why he was in the fucking music vo- video for Tupac? I ain't mad at you. And uh, also, Lamar Tate, he plays uh, the shooter, man. Uh, you got to watch him, man, the, the fucking crip. And uh, he's the brother of Lorenz Tate, you know, from Menace to Society, O-Dog. He looks exactly like the motherfucker. And, um, yeah, so check out that show. And uh, you know what? Thanks, everybody. Uh, this is another Homeboy 88 production homeboy88 podcast and associated with the rational rage network so listen everybody if you got podbean if you got apple if you got spotify subscribe to the rational rage network I'm on there too, doing shows with Tim Gilby with the RR Scenario. you have already done two shows. I've done the Bigfoot show with the CryptoCast. Crypto We're going to do one of the Giants coming up. And there's fucking wrestling podcasts on there. There's the main show with Spiro, the Rational Rage. just released one. It's fucking fire. So check that out. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. I hope it sounded better. I'm doing it on a different system. So, thank you. Peace out, everybody.